Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. And I want hey, you hey. to stop right there. What? I want to point something out. You okay. did a good job. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, but yeah. hold on. Not because you think, oh, you don't know why you did a what, good job. What, why did I do a good job? Because you said, uh, Dr. Devotion, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Right? And we are the... Yeah, there are no others. There is no other. There can only be one. There can only be one. Yes! High five, Highlander. (laughs) (laughs) We're not just one of the other run-in-the-mill podcasts. No. We are the podcast. Yeah, there's only one doctrine. We didn't even have to put Reformed in the title. Everybody else got Reformed in their title. Mm. We don't do that. No, no, no. People just know. No. People just know. Doctrine and devotion. Oh, they Reformed. Yeah. They're good. They're good to go. So... How you doing, man? I I am doing well. Uh, the Cubs game got postponed, so I can't uh, watch it. And yeah, while we're recording, yeah, I like to stream it uh, thanks to Hulu. Yeah, it's good. Watch TBS. You have Hulu? Yeah. You pay for Hulu? Yeah. Why? Why do you got Hulu for I the sports? Hulu. For sports, Hulu's yeah. the worst. Well, it works for me. For I get sports. to watch baseball. I get All to right. watch football. I'm happy. Ah, so boring. No, you're boring. I know. All you're right. born, and there's other shows on there that I wanted to watch. Yeah, but the better you get the better ones like on Amazon. I got that too. Okay, all right. I got that. You, I got, well, you I got buy all. you buy all the apps. Well, yeah, I got all the apps. <laughs> Netflix was because Michelle was on bed rest when we had Cohen, so we got Netflix. That was the first one. Oh, I mean, tired? everyone's got to have it. Yeah, why, why was she on bed rest? I'm just that. curious. Why was she? Why was she on bed she rest? She had to be medically. She had to be on bed rest. I know, uh, lots of ladies don't. They just have babies and then they're good to I go. I know, but they, you know, uh, I, I'm not getting into this with you. I'm not getting into this because I don't. Curious. I'm going to word just, it the wrong way. I was just curious. Gonna, you, no matter okay. what's going to happen, you're going to make it me was, look bad, uh, or you're going to be trying to say something about my wife, and I ain't going to like that. Well, so, I, I wouldn't say anything about your wife. Uh, no, 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 I'm just I saying. Just didn't I know that she on. was so fragile. So, yeah, anyways, just, you know, okay. And then Amazon Prime. Obviously, you have to have Amazon Prime. Right. It yeah. makes no sense, you know. And then Hulu was because of sports. Okay. Well, nobody cares. I mean, nobody cares. Uh, and they, they, they probably care even less than I do about your sports ball, whatever that sports is. Sports ball? Yeah, is that what it is? That's sports what Brian ball? calls it. Yeah, sports ball. All right. So what are we talking about today? Well, uh, we're going to be continuing our series, uh, the Reformation 500, going through the five solas of the Reformation. So we, we talked about sola scriptura as the formal principle <laughs> of the Reformation, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the source of theology. And so now uh, we begin to deal with the material principle of the Reformation. Right. Theology. Yeah. So we're getting into... Today we're going to start with Solus Christus or... Solus, Solus Christus. There you go. All right. There you go. You're uh, welcome. Thank you. Everybody Everybody loves that. So um, we're going to get into it here. Uh, Solus Christus meaning Christ alone. Yeah. Right? That's what it means. And uh, this seems, I think, to a lot of people like a... Like yeah, a no-brainer? Yeah, like it's a no-brainer, but it, it's, it, it, it carries with it an importance that a lot of us take for granted that... Uh, that when it's when it loses its place, it creates a lot of problems and, and problems that you may not even realize are connected to this doctrine. So when we're talking about Solus Christus, what's the basic idea? What does it mean? Uh, only Jesus can save. Right. OK, so Christ alone saves and no one else. No, no thing else. Uh, what. So hold on, though, Joe, like when we talk about the Protestant Reformation, we talk about how uh, Luther and the other reformers were. We're standing up against right. Roman Catholicism. We're not saying here, though, that I don't think they were saying uh, 
the Roman Catholics had an issue with Scripture, or that Roman Catholics had an issue with with Jesus, right? Yeah, they would affirm Scripture, Christ, faith, grace. They would say those are all really those are all things. real. Those are true. In fact, they would even say that Christ saves. Uh, they would say that. Uh, that salvation is received by faith. By faith, they were, yes. saved, were saved by grace. But the issue, though, is the word alone. That's that's, right. that's where the 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 rubber oh, meets the road. Oh, you went with a cliche. Look yes, at that. I all right, no, I'm not, I'm not pounding it. Pound no, it. no, no, that was fake. Nope. I didn't do that. Nope, thanks, dude. So, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> thanks, bro. That, <laughs> that's that is the issue, right? That that's what caused the, this this whole giant fight uh, yeah. is is this word alone that's why we call them the solas right so then so then yeah when we're talking about then uh so then how how does that work then let's talk about that then um yeah, well, what, what, the, what felt the need for solus christus then right to say, to add the the alone we're saying uh, solus christus it, it necessarily stands against some things and for other things okay um, and in in general solus christus is standing against anything that takes the place of Jesus and his sole power to save. So Jesus plus anything equals nothing. Je- Wait, what? Yeah, Jesus plus anything equals Je- nothing. No, it was yeah, like... No, 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 Jared no. Wilson told us... No, that was Tullian. Plus- Didn't Tullian say Jesus, Jesus plus nothing equals everything? That's what it is. That's what Tullian said. Right. But Jared flipped it. He flipped it? He, he, no. he was on the flippity-flop and said Jesus plus anything equals nothing. So he just... He just riffed on Tullian? No, I'm just saying he made it better. Okay. That's what that's what Jared does. Okay. He makes things better. He makes things better. He's like uh, oh, he's like sugar. Sugar makes things salt. Sh- he's, salt. He's salt. Okay. Sugar. Well, he's he is salty. Oh, you know what it? He's Cholula. He's Cholula? Cholula makes everything better. You know that's so good. I know. You're right. All right. I have that on eggs every morning. Jared, you're my favorite condiment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but, yeah, getting back to it. Then, what were we talking about? We're talking about uh, just this understanding of oh, yeah. Christ alone. Right. It's not. It's not. You know. It's Jesus. That's it. That's it. So this means uh, a few things, right? It means that there is no other religion. Yeah. That can save there. There is. There, I mean, really, there is no other mediator. There is no other means yes. by which guilt is remedied. Um, Christ alone saves and. Salvation is found nowhere else in all of the world or in any of the imaginations or inventions of men. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it even it, salvation isn't even found in God's general revelation, despite what Miller mm. Erickson says in his Sistio. Oh, um, please tell us what you really think. It's of this. just, oh my gosh. Please tell us what Erickson your, your thoughts says. Are. Erickson said, I mean, I read it years ago, but he said, I remember, uh, cause I threw the book across the room. He said that, uh, <laughs> It went Sal- in the no-way Sal- Wayne pile. Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> um, salvation is a theoretical possibility. It's a theoretical possibility to be saved by general revelation, not special revelation. Yeah. So you don't need. You might not need scripture. Um, but, well, so what we're saying here <laughs> yeah. is that uh, no other religion can save you. Uh, no other religion. Nothing can. Christ alone. And but it's also then uh, like not your good works. Right. right? So it's not. You know, uh, Christ plus, you know, good deeds is what saves. Right, right, right. right. Um, now, these are these are good things that we do, you know, yeah. because they, they're born the fruit of of our relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that it's not our our work plus Jesus. Right. Synergizes together in right. equal salvation. It's it's 
it's the work of Jesus. It's his That's it. active righteousness and his, his passive, active obedience. Right, and his passive righteousness. So you've got, um, you know, when we talk about his active righteousness, it is his fulfilling of the law. And his passive righteousness is his suffering on the cross for our sins. Uh, he alone saves. And it's, and then in the context of, of, the, of the Reformation itself, I mean, really, one of the buttons that they're pushing here is that the church cannot save you. The church does not save. Um, so obviously this was so a Catholic this issue. Was, yeah, this was some issues that, were, that were, they were facing at the time. Can you give us an example of that? Or how, how would that be? How was that articulated? Well, yeah, that, that, well, salvation is dispensed essentially by the church. The that, word dispensed uh, is, is yeah. important there. Yeah, well, I would think so, and I, I guess you know the what, what I recall mostly is that you know this idea that there is no salvation outside of the church. Now, there's a way in which you can say that that it can make sense, yeah, but not in the way that uh, Roman Catholic dogma was teaching. Um, it is Christ alone that does it. But this this whole idea that um, of of the church. And a church eclipsing Christ or taking the place of Christ wasn't just a Catholic issue. That's an yeah. issue today with evangelicals. Like there are evangelical churches that open up the Bible and they sit on stools on big stages with fancy lights mm-hmm. uh, and during worship service and stuff. They, they have a and fireside chat. They got there. Yeah, they have the TED Talk uh, on stage. Uh, and, and, and in a lot of those churches, there is an eclipsing of Jesus, even though... They have good intentions, and they might sing the right songs. So yeah, I mean, and even just getting past the the TED talks and everything, I think there are some churches that really focus on certain uh, social issues or right. political issues. And so the idea being, if you are not about this, then are you really saved? Right. Right. And it calls into question if you're not a you know a card carrying NRA member or or voting Republican. Um, faithfully, like, do you really have, are you, are you really with Jesus on that? You know, thankfully that one's kind of fading away. <laughs> well, <laughs> so thankfully. Yeah. I, I mean, more with more our, with our, like, yeah. mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, so like there are a lot of churches and I've talked about this before. There are a lot of churches that are issue driven, oh, yeah, um, instead of being gospel centered. And so, um, or Christ centered or Christocentric. So, you know, issue driven churches are those churches where Jesus really does become eclipsed by other issues that are And it's unintentional. Up. It's yeah, they're, unintentional. They're not, they're, 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 they're not trying to is, eclipse Jesus. Exactly. But they're chasing after something that's really important to them. So some churches are all about numbers, and they're all about the size, or they're all about the production of their Sunday gathering, or other churches are all about um, works of, of, of mercy yeah, and social, and social work, right? Yeah. Social justice. And, and other churches are about you know, how different they are from the world and how holy they are. And so yeah. their own holiness becomes the flag that they mm. wave, the song that they sing, their boast uh, in the world. And all of those things... Well, on the flip side, then other churches, how similar to the world they can be, oh, how yeah. hip they are, how how approachable. I hey, bro, right. I'm just like you. Bruh, let's just <laughs> sit down and read the word together, bruh. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's... um. There's a tendency for evangelicals because we use the right language and uh, oftentimes and because we know how to sort of um, pass on this 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 Christianese uh, vocabulary yeah. that uh, we all think, well, we're, we're all okay. But but here's the thing. What is your church all about? If, if, if Solus Christus is a doctrine worth embracing— yeah. Um, if your church really does embrace it, then it will be obvious. It'll be it'll be obvious in the preaching on Sunday morning. 
it, that that's one of the primary places you're that one of the primary ways in which you're going to know oh this church really does believe in solus Christus because it comes out in the in the preaching it comes out in the songs that they sing and in their work in their mission and all the things that they're doing um, those things are pointing toward Christ and and ultimately not seeking to draw attention mm-hmm. to uh, to itself to the church's own identity um, but to um, but to Christ so. Uh, that that's sort of like the the I think the the big yeah. picture, but um, Solus Christus really makes us interact with four basic questions. Is what we come up with. Yeah. One that's... one one question is um, what are we saved by? Um, we would say we're not saved by the church. We're not saved by our own doing, mm-hmm. but by Christ alone. And we're going to be talking about this more later when we yeah. talk about grace alone and faith, faith alone. alone yeah. But I do think it's important to keep some of these passages in mind now. Right. Uh, as for, for our current conversation. Right. So right. thinking of uh, John 14, six, I'm the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Yeah. Salvation is only found in Christ alone. Yeah. So it's not, it's not, it's not my works and Jesus. It's not my church and Jesus, but right. no one comes to the father except through me. Right. So there is no other path. That's right. There is no other religion. Mm-hmm. There is nothing but Christ to to give and grant salvation. Uh, Matthew one twenty one. right, when the angel says, uh, Mary will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Note what it, note, note, note what it says. Jesus is going to be doing this saving, right? No one else. There is no other way. Jesus will be doing it, and he will yeah. be saved. He's not going to make salvation a possibility. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it, uh, you know, a, a potential. He will. It, this is going to happen, and he will save who? His people from their sins. He's not going to save everybody, but he will save his people from their sins. Well, you're such a good Calvinist. Who are his people? <laughs> well, sure, you could say though, it, his people are those who believe. <laughs> yeah, those who believe in his name, mm. those are his people. Yep. I, you love election. Well, yeah, they're the elect, I'm sure. The Calvinists, <laughs> we slip it in everywhere. Man. Every, okay. every chance you can get. Uh, Acts 4.12. Salvation no is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Right. I mean, that right there kind of hits it. It can't be any clearer. Salvation is found in no one else. Right. I mean, so these are, are some of those passages that not only highlight Jesus as the sole Savior, yeah. but um, also shows us that uh, we don't play a part in our salvation. So we're going to get to that when we talk about grace alone in the next episode, and then faith alone. But this also uh, forces us to interact with another question. Uh, so it's not just what are we saved by, but what are we saved for? What is the, what yeah. is the end goal of our of our conversion, of our salvation, well, of all of these things. That's easy, Joe. That's easy. The glory of God. Everybody, no, everybody I mean, knows it. No, no, no. Everybody For our knows. own happiness, Joe. <laughs> no. For our own. Oh, okay. Are you really going to disagree with Victoria Osteen? Are you really going to disagree with her? Victoria Osteen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, here's what she said, all right? Uh, so I want you to know this morning, just do good for your own self. Do good because God wants you to be happy. When you come to church, when you worship him, you're not doing it for God, really. You're doing it for yourself because that what that's what makes God happy. Mm. Amen? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's got to be. It's about us, Joe. Yeah. It's about I, our know, happiness. I, I, it's about I, our, 
you know, she's uh, whack. God, God she's whack. Ha- she's whack. Ha- All right. That, she's that, what? She's, she's, whack. she's whack. That's crazy. That's Pe- crazy talk. People don't say whack. Anymore. Oh, yeah, they do. No, they, they don't. totally do. No, yeah, no, they do. Hashtag no whack. No way whack. No way whack. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. Um, so, yeah. No, what it, are is, we it is for? preposterous what you say. Yeah. I, I, and we all, I think, agree with that. Somebody take that microphone out of that lady's hand. <laughs> Stop letting her talk. So, yeah, I would agree with you, Joe, and I, I would agree with Scripture. It's, it's not about our glory, uh, but we're saved for Christ's glory. Yeah, uh, Colossians 1, 15 through 20. Uh, and I love this passage because it says so much, and it really shows us you know, the, the, the exaltation of Christ, the preeminence of Christ, uh, the, the authority of Christ. And, and it, so just listen, um, Colossians 1 15, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation for by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, right? Mm-hmm. All things. So, all things that exist, all things that happen, all things were created through Jesus, yep. but also they exist for him, for his glory, for his pleasure, for his purposes. And it says in verse 17, and he is before all things, and in him, in Jesus, all things hold together. So he sustains. And he is the head of the body, the church, so he's first in the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the full fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. I, I'm gotta tell you, Joe, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm I'm shocked that uh uh scripture and Osteen do not agree. <laughs> this is this is a, a this is a revelation to me. Yeah. Well, uh, you need to stop reading Osteen and uh, well, I just want my best life now. All right. Well, yeah, you should read some Jared Wilson. Oh, Jared there's Wilson, Jared Wilson is good. He's he's good like to the last him. drop. He good, yeah. He coined that, right? He coined that good to the last drop. Yeah, yep. he he is he's pithy. He is he yeah he, he is quotable that man. Yeah. Um. All right. So, uh, what are we saved for? Uh, what are we saved by? Another question is, what is the message of Scripture? Yeah. Solus Christus deals with this. What is the Bible fundamentally all about? And the Bible says a lot, right? There, there's it how many books of the Bible are there, Jake? Sixty six. Ooh, that's pretty what, good. What? I just want I was trying to catch you in something embarrassing. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing. That really would have been embarrassing. No, don't. He's thinking it through. And no, Joe, we no one wants to talk about can this. You, can you don't open it, your Bible we, to the book of mm, Here we go. He's trying to think of it. Make one up. No, I was gonna yeah, make yeah, one up. Make one up. I was gonna make one yeah, up. Yeah, I knew you were gonna make one up. <laughs> I was gonna say Hezekiah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> but the Bible says a lot. Yeah, it, it teaches a lot. There's, there's so much in there, and, and it's, I think a lot of times for us as Calvinists, and, and especially as Calvinists, we get really hung up on on certain doctrines and certain teachings. Yeah, and we really make that kind of our hobby horse, right? Yeah, where we just sit there and go back to it over and over and over and over and over again. So we get kind of bogged down. I, I hate using this phrase, but bogged down in the weeds of theology. Right, uh, and we miss the point of it all. Yeah, because um, I mean, we just have more theology in the Bible than we can exhaust in a lifetime. Right, and so it that doesn't mean we ignore it. We we no. dive deep. We go we go deep. We 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 try to understand it as best as we can. But we should never allow ourselves to you know extrapolate theology yeah. and 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 really consider it and use it apart from Jesus. It's got all of it. Listen, everything from uh, creation, uh, superlapsarianism, inerrancy. 
uh, you know, uh, sanctification, all of these things should be leading us back yeah. to an understanding of Christ and the gospel. And if if you believe in the preeminence of Christ, if you believe in sola, solus Christus, then you will believe that the ultimate point of Scripture is Jesus. That doesn't mean that every single verse is about Jesus. And it yeah. doesn't mean that you can yeah, find... It's not, yeah, he's not hiding behind every bush. Yeah, it's, it, like, not every chapter is going to be explicitly about Jesus, but every book of the Bible and all Scripture is fundamentally leading us to see, to understand, and to believe in Jesus. Jesus. And it's even in, you know, like the, the one passage that we like to go to is um, Luke chapter 24, verses 25 through 27. And this is after Jesus is raised from the dead. Yeah. He's on that road to Emmaus, and uh, there's some disciples walking with him. And, and Jesus is, winds up giving them a talking to a little bit. Um, <laughs> and he says, he says, oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe. That's what you want to hear from your Lord and Savior. <laughs> all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And then it's out. Here's a, this is, this is not Jesus talking. This is Luke talking. This is an editorial comment. Yeah. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So in all of the scriptures, we do find Christ in all of the scriptures. It is leading us to Jesus. So, so does Christus. Um, you know, Christ alone is the fundamental point of all Scripture. Absolutely. And so as we read Scripture, I do, I do think it's important that, um, like like Joe said, and, and I agree with it, you know, Jesus is not hiding behind every every text, but there, every text should kind of lead us to him in yeah, some way, absolutely. right? Like it should show us our need for salvation, right? It should... It should point us to the the glory of God. Let's, let me let, let's just go back on this for a second, if all we right. could, because no, yeah, please. like the, the preachers. All right, so like there are some well known Bible preachers, and they're known as Bible preachers because they're always preaching through Bible yeah. books of the Bible, passages of the Bible, whatever. Um, uh, so, but here's the difference: if 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 Solus Christus is real in your church, it'll be real in your preaching, and so the preaching will not end with uh, with moralism. You know, yeah. like, here's how to pray. So I want you to pray better. So I want you to pray like this, 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 and this. And I'm going to yeah. give you five ways to pray better this week. Uh, moralism like that uh, will either lead to pride if you can do it well in your own measurements, or it'll lead to despair because you realize you really can't do any of these things that yeah. well. But gospel-centered preaching will not only give you the command, right, which is a rule for godly living, but it'll also show you how Christ has fulfilled that command yes. for you, and then how Christ gives you power to walk in those ways yeah. to, to, to keep that law. So, But if you take Christ out of it, all you're getting are moral lessons. And it's really frustrating. It's really, I can't tell you how discouraging, and I'm, I'm using, that's the kindest word I can think of right now. Yeah. When you're sitting under preaching that is moralistic and uh, uh, gospel absent. I mean, even recently I was sharing with Joe, uh, some time ago, you know, we were visiting a church and, and we were there and, uh, the sermon was on Matthew 18. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty, I feel like that's a, that's a T-ball. That's a, well, could, I felt that too, Yeah, but it really felt like it was a, uh, it was a chance to bully pulpit and really kind of hit moralism and moralism mm. and moralism. And like, you know, I'm, we're trying to reconcile. I'm trying to do this, trying to do that. We're trying to make this happen. And what do you do when people don't want to? You know, it's all on them. It's on them. It's on them. And I kept, I was sitting next to my wife and I kept writing in my, in my notebook. Okay. The gospel has to come now. 
Right. Okay, here's where the gospel is going to come in. Yeah. Where is the gospel? The gospel, the gospel. Where's the gospel? Where's the gospel? I wanted to stand up. I wanted to stand up and just go, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How are you missing this point that while we were still enemies, Christ died for us, that that there is enmity between us, and that he came to redeem and to reconcile and to save us. The gospel is so present here, and you are missing the point of it. That's the worst thing I could think of right there is that, yeah, there's other passages that are more difficult to interpret or see. This is when you get, when it gets T-balled up, you got to hit it out of the park. So, so when you stood up and said all of those no, things. No, I didn't say it. I said wait, I wanted what? to. I said, I said I wanted to. I didn't. Why I, did you say it? I lacked courage. Oh. I lacked courage. Okay. All right. I'm willing to say that. All I'm right. willing to say I lacked courage. Uh, no, no, that's, that's all right. But people won't judge you for but it. But no, no. But I mean, uh, now that I have this opportunity, Joe, I want you to know when you preach that sermon, you miss the gospel. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. Yeah, you you have all the courage in the world to talk to me. Well, you know, this really gets into. And that wasn't Joe. I want you guys to know. Th- th- this really gets into that fourth question, right? Like, what is our hope? What is yeah. our satisfaction? What is our everything as Christians and as the church? Now, if it's Christ, then that's going to come out in what we teach in our churches, right? Yeah. Um, so what do we teach? Who do we look like in our churches? I mean, really, we need to constantly evaluate our churches, and churches need to evaluate themselves, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Getting evaluated by outsiders isn't always uh, well taken, but certainly we need to evaluate our, like, what is our message? Are people confused? The, the most encouraging thing I hear from visitors to Redeemer or newcomers to Redeemer, um, the, the two first impressions that I hear about are, the people here are amazing. Mm-hmm. These people are great people. I want to be around these people. Um, and I hear, wow, you guys really focus on Jesus. Uh, what else are we going to focus on? Uh, Victoria Osteen. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we're not going to focus on her, but you're talking about focus on what she said. Yeah. No, she would say not to focus on her, but to focus on ourselves. So I need, yeah. to, I need to listen to her, I guess. <laughs> so, But I mean, you know, you could really tell in a sermon, right? Like, And, and you know what? It's not fair to judge like even with when Michelle and I were moving back here, yeah. you know, we listened to, to Joe's sermons That's um, right. and we listened for, for quite, uh, we took a probably good month and a half, two months. We're listening like feasting because, on the word. Well, his it first was one like, was a bomb. Oh, and like, I'm, I'm not talking about the bomb. I'm talking no, about, it was just like a, like lit an egg. Yeah, sounds, that sounds powerful. No, no, no. That's it, a bomb is powerful. Okay, no, no, no. That's it a was, good reference. Okay, you know what? Like, it was, it was patoo. Oh, <laughs> squirt gun. It was a squirt gun. Squirt gun shooting at a house on fire. Got it. <laughs> so we're like, okay, well, you know, it, no, it wasn't bad. I don't want to give that impression. But we wanted to listen through because, you know, one sermon is not really something to base, you know, right. uh, someone's preaching on. But what we kept... Like we kept going back and listening and listening and listening. We wanted more and more and more. And part of it was because it was just so gospel centered. Like it was so Christ centered and, and dripping with gospel. And so, um, dripping get, sounds gross. What? I'm dripping just saying sounds gross. Right, My right, eye is dripping right now. Overflowing with gospel. Overflowing with gospel. So what, what I'm trying to say is that it, as you're evaluating at your church, right? Don't, and you're evaluating your pastor and you're, you guys are having a discussion. Don't base it off one sermon. Right. You got to spend time there. It's not fair. And remember, some sometimes people have good weeks. Some people have bad weeks. And that's yeah. just the that's the reality of of preaching. Uh, but spend the time to listen and be listening with a heart that that is not trying to attack the church or trying yeah. to adapt, uh, attack the preacher, right. but with a heart that says, I want to see God glorified more. How do we, how do we help 
promote that culture here uh, at, from the pulpit. Yeah, I mean, look at the curriculum for your kids. That, yeah, that stuff is famous for being just moralistic uh, lessons. Um, and the, the last thing I would say is, is um, evaluate yourself. You know what? Yeah. What is your hope? Your satisfaction? What is your everything? I mean, it, what happens if you lose your world? Meaning, maybe your job mm. and or your wife and or your kids. And you went dark. Your your health. Don't go dark. When you lose the world, but still have Christ, do you believe you have enough? I mean, that's that's the fundamental. If Christ is truly preeminent in your heart, in your life, is he, if he is precious, you can mourn the loss of good and valuable things, but you can still know confidently that you have more than you deserve because you have Jesus. So Solus Christus speaks to that as well. Yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for our email blasts. You can hit up the store and register for the 2018 Doctrine Devotion Conference on the Spirit and the Church. Just so you know, we're nearly halfway gone. The books are halfway gone. So you better, you know, get that early bird on. Halfway gone, they're basically gone. No, they're not basically gone. Basically. They're, they're halfway gone. You might get, have get, time, depending on yeah, when this releases. they're pretty much gone. You guys ain't getting any books. Don't bother registering. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. Later.